I think it's my responsibility to go out there and spread that message to a lot of women, right? That you don't have to necessarily be the stay-at-home mom. You don't necessarily have to be the working mom. Maybe it's a mix of the two, right? You can take control of your health and fitness. There's no reason why your body can't look better after four kids than it did before you had one. Hello and welcome again to another episode of One Starfish, where our goal is to help change the world one person or one starfish at the time. Um, today, I have the special uh, guest, Chris Smith. She's actually in Houston, Texas, a little warmer than where it's at here while we're recording this, but she's a mindset, nutrition, and fitness coach for women online virtually. And she also owns um, a fitness gym also, but she's branched into the, the virtual coaching space about three years ago. So I'm excited to to learn more. What kind of got you into this space and and how have you found it? It's kind of an interesting time to be transitioning. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, you know, my husband and I opened a brick and mortar gym in 2011. And that was very much, I kind of thought of that as, as his venture, right? He was kind of the entrepreneurially minded of the two of us. Um, but I wanted to support my husband about the same time that we opened the gym, um, our first child was born. So what ended up happening was my focus went to our house, to our kids. Every other year, we were adding a kid to the mix until we hit four. Um, and my husband was really focused on building our business. I was playing that kind of support role from home, but didn't really think of myself really as a business owner. I started to get really bogged down in kind of the stay-at-home mom life. And in hindsight, I realized that I had stopped growing. Mm. So I was used to being a high achiever, setting a really high standard in anything that I was I was setting out to accomplish in life. And I just I was living that kind of groundhog day life mm. where it was the same thing over and over again. And I could not for the life of me figure out what growth looked like in the role I was in. So as a result, I stopped setting goals for myself. I stopped growing. I stopped developing. And, you know, one of the ways that that was most apparent was with my self-confidence and my body image. You know, I, I couldn't figure out, I felt this intense pressure to look the part of someone who owned a gym. And, right. you know, with each I got kid, the image in my head too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, everybody wants to feel like they look the part and I didn't feel like I looked the part at all. I felt like, you know, with each kid, I'd lose the majority of the weight, but then I'd still hang on to some and then it would snowball into the next pregnancy. Right. So then I found myself, you know, a few kids down the road as this slightly chubbier version of myself. And I'm beating myself up in the gym, wondering why I'm not getting results. And for me, what worked was in 2017, my husband hired me a one-on-one -on -one fitness and nutrition coach that I worked with virtually. So that kind of taught me again, it was the low hanging fruit, right? It was easy to set the fitness goals and the nutrition goals or the weight loss goals that I had and hit those and kind of spark that lost art of goal setting again, figuring out who I was, what's my identity other than mom and cook and housekeeper and wife and you know all these other hats that I was wearing. It allowed me to kind of reconnect with me. So that's really kind of followed me. And it, it got sparked with COVID, right? All of a sudden people's gyms were closed. Our gym was closed. People needed to pivot and work virtually, work over Zoom, work via apps, utilize all the technology. 
that we now have access to. So I didn't really intend, you know, in 2019, 2020, I was just starting to get this stuff kind of figured out on my own Mm -hmm. and come up with a little bit of philosophy that was working for me. I was helping, you know, maybe local mom friends and neighborhood friends, things like that, running some challenges together. I created a Facebook group and never in a million years at that point did I think that what I was doing was going to actually create a little bit of movement and create a business. That's really awesome. So as you went through, like, and I think a lot of um, uh, guys too, I, I think we underestimate what guys deal with sometimes um, dealing with that body image. And I, like I said, I've got the image of like, yeah, where it should be and what we should be. And, and you know, and, and going into so many other areas, you know, as a mom, we should be like this kind of mom, or we should be this kind of business person or this kind of daughter. Like we have all these shoulds um, that we're supposed to do. What are some things that you would say to help someone that's you know, dealing with the should, I should be healthier. I should be, my mom and I were talking about this this morning. I should be all this stuff. What are some, what are some things that you found helped you and help other women? And I guess it will, it'll help men too. (laughs) I think the biggest thing for me was I had to figure out who I wanted to become. When I got into kind of a dark place of not setting goals for myself and not growing, I wasn't thinking about who I was becoming, right? If I would have paid attention to that, maybe it would have set off some red flags that I'm becoming somebody that I don't really recognize, somebody that I'm not comfortable being. When I was able to sort of set a vision for myself, let's say three, five, 10 years down the road and figure out who do I want to be? Who is that woman, right? What does she look like? How does she dress? How does she carry herself? Who does she spend her time with? How disciplined is she? I had to start behaving like that person. Mm-hmm. for it to happen. And then it became very clear to me how my actions today were not in line with who I wanted to become. And so you had to start to to reset that. And obviously your husband was supportive and helped you um, find someone, which is kind of cool. What started you in that whole path. Um, what is some ways that you were able, like, did you reach out for help? Did he just be like, man, I'm enough of your attitude. I'm doing this. Like, what are some ways to help you know, when you are dealing with that, how can you reach out to those closest to you, I guess, and, 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 and help them to be able to find a better way? It's so tough. It's such a fine line to walk, right? Especially when it's your husband. So having owned a gym together, he's familiar with the, the fitness and nutrition space. And like I said, I was, I was beating myself up in the gym, working out like crazy, but I was still a total jackass when it came to food. I was unwilling to shine that bright light on what I was eating and how I, how I was actually feeling my body. So I was overcome with emotional eating all the time because here I am nurturing all these little kids. No one's nurturing me. So at the end of the night, I'm going to open a bottle of wine. I'm going to eat handfuls of goldfish crackers. And that was like my little hug to myself. Like you've had a rough day and tomorrow is going to be better. I recognize all your hard work and like what you've done for everyone. I was unwilling to look at all that stuff. I had this like mental block. If I ate leftovers off my kid's plate, it was like, those calories don't count. Surely those, those pizza rolls just disappeared, right? I can't let them go to waste. Right. So my husband had watched this and obviously he'd made comments, you know, oh, over time, like, Hey, are you sure you want to? And I'd be like, Oh no, man, we got to walk tread lightly. I know where you sleep. And cause sometimes we just don't want to take that yeah, we're not ready. Slight 
yeah, the coaching from people that are closest to us, mm-hmm. right? It, it means something different coming from a coach versus coming from your husband. Mm-hmm. So I did not respond well to him at all. He knew what he was talking about. All the stuff that he was telling me to do would have gotten the job done, but I couldn't take the coaching from him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had created a, a story in my mind that here I am at home with the kids. My husband can prioritize his goals. He gets the time to go work out, but I don't ever get the time. And what that meant in my mind was that he didn't care about my goals. So him showing up and kind of putting his money where his mouth was, he did not ask for permission. He knew that I had a goal. I was talking about it, but I wasn't really doing anything, right? I was really just complaining about my situation. So as a gift, he said, this is paid for. The next three months, you're going to work with this trainer. You can decide what you want to do beyond three months. I knew that it was expensive working one-on-one with a coach, you know, carries a hefty price tag. And I'm certainly, as we've established, I'm not a waster, right? If I'm going to scarf up the Paw Patrol plate full of pizza rolls, I'm going to work with a trainer that's already paid for and get my money's worth. And I did. And that kind of, it made things start to fall in place for me again. But I I do think that if it's something that somebody is talking about and their actions are not in alignment with what they say they want, sometimes it's obvious for other people to recognize it. It may not be as obvious, right? It wasn't obvious to me for a while. Deep down, I had some raging cognitive dissonance that my behavior did not match. I knew it wasn't in alignment with the goals that I was setting for myself, the things that I said were important. Mm -hmm. And once I could really marry my actions and my beliefs, then I became a lot happier in life. That is so good. So just pay for a coach for someone and then it'll help them. It worked. <laughs> it worked. And I mean, that's obviously he knew that you would be like, okay, you would, because some people would actually go probably the other way. They'd be like, I'm not doing that because yeah. they're just like, I'm probably mm-hmm. one of those people that would be more like that. Or it's just like, no. oh yeah, I'm stubborn, but I also yeah. appreciate the value of a dollar. So yeah, it's awesome. I, I got to walk that, that fine line. <laughs> that's so cool. So where do you see, you know, where do you want this to go? What is your, you know, as you're evolving, I guess, you know, three years in, it keeps evolving, but what do you see as a vision for where you want your business to go and, um, you know, in, in life and in the world kind of thing? I will say the first two years were kind of a complete failure. I didn't know what I was doing at all. So early 2021, I had kind of closed up shop, basically. I, I couldn't quite figure out how to reach the people that I wanted to reach, um, how to help the people that I thought could use my help. Um, So I kind of gave up. And shortly thereafter, I joined a mastermind. I hired a coach. And ironically, I joined with the intent of working on our real estate portfolio. And yeah, getting the sort of SOPs dialed in and, you know, increasing the efficiency in, in that business that we run. And that's not how it worked out. I ended up really getting into the virtual coaching space at that point. And it has opened up a world of possibilities. The more women that, you know, I kind of shared my story and my struggles with my mindset issues as it related to my time management, my food, my ability to exercise, the more that that stuff was really echoed 
by the women that I was talking to. And I realized that there was a story and there are lessons that I had learned and that turned into a book. So I launched a book at the beginning of April that became a bestseller on Amazon, which was huge. Um, Yeah. So I, you know, in the future, I want to continue to put the story out there and inspire people to take control of their lives. Because a lot of us get caught in kind of the hamster wheel, right? We think that things are happening to us rather than things are happening for us. For us. And I think it's my responsibility to go out there and spread that message to a lot of women, right? That you don't have to necessarily be the stay-at-home mom. You don't necessarily have to be the working mom. Maybe it's a mix of the two right? You can take control of your health and fitness. There's no reason why your body can't look better after four kids than it did before you had one. It it simply depends on what you want for yourself. Mm -hmm. You can visualize it and you can create the circumstances in your own life to achieve all of those goals. Yeah. And with coaching, it it definitely helps um, having someone hold you accountable. (laughs) It compresses time. There's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stuff that I struggled with for three years, I could accomplish in three months of working with a coach. Like I'd I'd go back and and pay that a million times over because of that ROI. And, you know, I just, I just heard, um, oh, John Maxwell recently was just talking about you invest into yourself, what you think you're worth. So (laughs) a lot of, a lot of times I hear people saying, oh, I can't afford this or I can't afford that or whatever, but it's because they don't believe in themselves enough to know that the results will come if they're working with a qualified person. Um, that's what I, 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 my opinion on that, I guess is, um, what is something so like, now there are people that money is really tight and they are really struggling. Um, and they want to take a step. And I know a lot of that's mindset and stuff like that. What is something you would say to, you know, if you run into someone say at, I don't know, Starbucks or whatever, and they're like, Hey, you know, I've, I've seen your book, which by the way, we'll have the links in the show notes, all that stuff. Um, I've seen your book and it, it's awesome. And what's, what's one thing I can do kind of just take a step forward toward health, mindset, wellness, whichever kind of direction, what's, what's like a step you'd say for someone that's like, just, just get it going. I think one step in each one of those categories, mindset, nutrition, and fitness from mindset point of view, start reading. If you're not a reader, nonfiction books, if you're not expanding your mind and growing, then it's going to be hard to get there, Mm. right? But there's a world of knowledge out there. And if you're not consuming it, then you're going to be left behind. On the nutrition side, I'm not a big fan of restrictive diets or cutting things out. Um, You know, fad diets are not my thing. I'm a big fan of eating nutrient-rich whole foods, the stuff that our bodies were designed to eat and process effectively. So if you can start moving your diet out of those inner aisles of the grocery store, get the stuff that grew out of the ground, that grew on a tree, that had a face or a soul, and that's the stuff that you're consuming, then that's that's what you want to be doing from a nutrition point of view. As far as exercise goes, if you've got two legs and some tennis shoes, go walking. You don't need a gym membership. You don't need any fancy Instagram butt workouts. Um, It's it's really just take 30 minutes a day and devote that to some form of intentional exercise. Whatever it is that brings you joy, makes you feel connected to your body, makes you feel proud of what your body can do, 
It can be as simple as just going out and walking, right? If you've got kids at home, I oftentimes put my kids to sleep. And if I haven't done anything active for the day, I will zigzag in front of my house and the one block section that I live on and walk right in front of my house. Guaranteed at some point in time, a two-year-old or a five-year-old is probably going to come out the front door and I got to usher them back in. But, you know, we, we say F those excuses, right? There's a workaround for everything. That's yeah. And that's so good. Um, what do you see as one of the most sabotaging? What, what do you think sabotages people from reaching those goals? What kind of thoughts or, you know, associations we talk about in a lot of different things, reading, if you said not reading, what, what are some things that you see that self-sabotage us, um, toward reaching those goals? Um, I think one of the biggest ones is fear of failure. We have a tendency to think of success and failure as kind of opposite points of a line, right? And we're in the middle. So you look one direction towards success. That's where you want to go, right? That's where your goal is. Now, we have this idea that if we work towards success and we have a failure or we have a setback, that it moves us all the way to the other end of the line, to Mm -hmm. the failure side, right? We think that those things are kind of diametrically opposed to one another. But the mindset shift is that the path to success will inevitably be paved with failures. And you get to choose whether that failure is going to be a setback or it's going to be a learning opportunity that's going to propel you closer to whatever your goal is. Mm -hmm. But too often we hit those things and then we quit, right? Like, ah, it wasn't meant to be, didn't work. Exactly. Right. Or this won't work for me. Then we create more stories in our minds that we repeat over and over again. And then a lot of the time, it's just the idea of failure is enough to not even start. But nothing good ever happens from staying comfortable. Right. All the good, juicy stuff in life happens on the edge of that comfort zone. And you've got to risk some failure to actually go there. Um, so cool. My mom and I just talked about this this morning too. We had a good talk this morning. <laughs> well, I was on my bike ride, um, which is super fun. So, you know, how, how much do you think, um, this is something like you hear this all the time. I'm curious your thoughts. You know, the, you're the average of the five people you hang out with, you know, we hear that all the time. What are your thoughts on associations and how that can, you know, derail you or, or create success in your life? Oh man. Um, I am a firm believer that, you know, like I said, thinking about that vision of myself in the future, becoming who that woman is, right? I had to start thinking about not only like how I'm treating myself, how I'm spending my time, but who I'm around. Mm -hmm. And who I wanted to be was not really hanging out with just whoever happened to live in my neighborhood, right? I had to be way more intentional about who I was putting myself around, the circles I was putting myself around, the things that those people were doing with their lives. The payoff on that has been huge for me. Being able to be around people that are doing big things in their life. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm headed to North Carolina next week to go speak at a women's retreat for the wives of entrepreneurs. I got a call yesterday for another friend of mine that's hosting a women's event to come and speak at that in June. So being able to align myself with people that can appreciate my message and my purpose, and they also 
have a similar message and purpose, right? To reach people, to better their lives, to inspire people to create a better life for themselves has exponentially expanded my reach and what I could do alone. And I think that a lot of that's true, strictly speaking, you know, in terms of health and fitness goals, Mm -hmm. a lot of us, you know, we think, you know, because your aunt Sally is your aunt Sally and you tell her like, Oh, I'm trying to watch what I eat so I can lose some weight. Like sometimes the people closest to us are going to be the people that are the least supportive. Mm-hmm. Well, meaning to be sometimes even. Exactly. And it usually means it says more about them than it does you, right? Because when you're on the path to improve your life, it really does shine a bright light on the people who aren't doing the same thing. Now, if your Aunt Sally is 50 pounds overweight and she sees you lose weight, become healthy, become really fit, be able to run around, play with your kids, and she can't do that. Now, that means that your Aunt Sally has to internally have this conversation. Well, if you can do it, why couldn't I? Why didn't I? And that's why those people have a tendency to lash out. So when it comes to health and fitness goals, I always coach my ladies on being very realistic about the feedback that you might get from your loved ones, Mm -hmm. right? And I say, you don't share your treasure map with people that want to steal your treasure. If it's going to be demotivating and people are going to tell you all the reasons why you can't do it or why you failed before, then you keep that stuff close to the best. You share it with your tribe of people that you know will support you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's so good. Um, So I I know we could go on forever and ever, um, (laughs) but I know we keep these kind of shorter for people that are busy. So I want to wrap up with three final questions and then any kind of points you would love to list like that I didn't touch into that you're like, this is something that like the listeners need to hear. Um, So first of all, three final questions. Someone is looking for their purpose. I feel like you found a purpose. Um, What is one sentence that you would say that would help them? Ask yourself what you want and don't stop answering the question until you get an answer that makes you tear up. Mm, like that. Yeah, emotion. Um, and I'm sh- second question, I'm sure you have quite a few, but right now, what comes to mind? What's your favorite quote and why? Mm, my favorite quote. Um, I've got one that I quoted actually last night on another podcast. And back in the day, I used to work at Lululemon. Okay. okay. So since since you're Canadian, you'll appreciate this, Lululemon culture. Um On the Lululemon Manifesto, there was a line that always spoke to me. And it said that life is full of setbacks. Success is determined by how you handle them. And I think that's completely true. It is, Hmm. you know, goes back to things happening for us, not to us. Mm -hmm. Letting a failure be that, that setback or using it to fuel you. We have the ability to decide how we want to interpret and what meaning we want to assign to everything. Yeah, 100%. That's, yeah, that's so good. Um, and final question, what's one word or sentence you would want on your gravestone? Oof. One word or sentence that I want on my gravestone. Hmm. 
It's a good one. Probably a life well lived. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't leave any stone unturned or end up six feet underground with a bunch of regrets. I want to live my life very thoroughly. Use it all up. That's awesome. I love that. And is there any, like I said, anything I didn't touch on that you're like, you know what, this is really important for um, listeners to hear. Is there something that kind of comes to mind that you want to leave the listeners with? Man, I think we covered a whole bunch in a short period of time. Um, I'm impressed. Yeah. This is like the most efficient podcast ever. You're like, bam, bam, bam. Let's get this in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My value. And you just provided a lot of value today. Like super awesome. I love it. Um, No, I would just encourage people. I mean, think about the stories that you're telling yourself every day, right? Catch that internal dialogue in your mind. And when you tell yourself a story, when you assume something's true, ask yourself if it's true. Ask yourself if it serves you. What if the opposite was true? Mm-hmm. What if your story wasn't true? Or is it, what did I hear one time? Is it fact or is it, I don't know, truth or something? Like there's two actually differences or something like that. I forget how it's worded, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that really, really, that's what truthfully happens. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate you being on guys. Like I said, links will be all in the pro, uh, you know, in the show notes, make sure to tag, make sure to, you know, rate, review, share this podcast. There's a lot of value here from you, Kristen. I'm super excited for our listeners to be able to um, see this and hear this and whatever else will be in YouTube podcast, all that good kind of stuff. Um, but let's go out there, guys. Let's change one life at a time. Let's change one starfish at a time. And together we can change the world. Thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for having me. 